Broadcasting live from the studios of Business Radio X, it's time for To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. To Your Health is brought to you by Village Medical, an award-winning primary care practice. Village Medical, a new way to well. Hello, this is Dr. Jim Morrow, and this is To Your Health. I appreciate your time and interest. Thank you very much every time you might for listening to the podcast and trying to learn a bit more about what might be going on with you or some family members or some other people. And while I'm thinking about it, if you happen to have topics that you would like to hear about, please, if you would, send us an email at toyourhealthmd at gmail.com. That'd be terrific. I love when people suggest different topics. This topic today was actually suggested by somebody. But before we get into the podcast itself, I'm Happy to say that I'm here with my producer, John Ray. John, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm great, Jim. You having a good summer? It's been great. It really has. We took the grandkids and the kids to uh, Florida, and that was a great week. I did a whole lot of nothing except looking at the pretty views and the sunsets and sunrises. It was great. And Peg got to play with the grandchildren, and that was special for her, I know. So we had a really good time. And now it's back to the grind here in the office. There you go. There you go. What? Well, hey, grand grandchild time is always good time. Yeah, it's outstanding. Yep. It's outstanding, <clears throat> and it just lights her up like nobody's business. And mm. I love that. That's yeah. Wonderful. All right. So, I, I had somebody in the office talking to them about their blood work they had when they had their physical, and their liver functions were abnormal. And I realized that I had not done a podcast on liver functions in general, fatty liver disease in particular. And I wanted to talk about fatty liver and what it is and what it might mean to you because it's incredibly common and it's something that uh, can be very severe, but in the majority of cases, thankfully is not. So the liver, most people know, is situated right under the right edge of your rib cage. It produces bile. Bile helps with digestion. It makes different proteins, it stores iron, uh, it takes different nutrients and converts them into energy. It helps with blood clotting, that's a very important factor. And it also creates some immune factors that help with fighting infection in your immune system. Now, fatty liver disease is a very common condition and it's caused from, as you would think from the name of it, having too much fat build up in your liver. A healthy liver contains some fat, but when it becomes a problem, the fat gets to be five or 10% of your liver's weight, then it can alter how well your liver can function. And that's obviously not good. So in the majority of cases, the fatty liver disease doesn't cause severe problems or keep your liver from functioning pretty well. But for anywhere from probably five to 25% of people that have this, it gets worse over time. And obviously that can, if it goes bad enough, can be a problem. There are three stages of fatty liver disease that we look at most of the time. The first one is just the the deposit of fat in the liver, and that inflames the liver, and that's called steatohepatitis. Now, steato means fat, and hepatitis means inflamed liver, so that's very simple. That's all it means. But it's, it's not the end of the world. Nobody ever died or had their life altered by having this. But then if it's there long enough and you have enough fat, then you can get some scar tissue to form 
And obviously, if you have this fibrosis and this scar tissue in the liver, wherever there's scar tissue, that part of the liver is not working properly. And so that can be a problem. And then the last one is where you have extensive scar tissue uh, throughout the entire liver. And at that point, you have cirrhosis, which most people have heard of, of the liver. And it can, it can stay at the very early stages throughout your entire life. <clears throat> and if you're just one of those people that runs into some bad luck, it can progress fairly quickly. So it's important to know, mainly because if you do have this, you want to avoid doing things that might make it worse. So the hard scar tissue that causes cirrhosis replaces the healthy liver tissue and it makes it where the liver just can't function properly. And in fact, eventually it can block the liver function completely and that's liver failure. And cirrhosis can lead to both liver failure and liver cancer. So these are things that are, are very important. So I don't want to make it sound like there's nothing to this. It's just that most people that have it will never get to that point, thankfully. There are two main forms or causes of fatty liver disease. One is alcohol-induced fatty liver disease. And most people know that too much alcohol can lead to cirrhosis. And that's the form, that's the path it takes is through fatty liver and then liver malfunctioning and then liver cirrhosis. And then there's also non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And this is the most common cause of fatty liver. Uh, it's unrelated, as it says, to alcohol. It affects probably one out of three people, adults, uh, maybe even as many as one out of 10 children. Uh, but one out of three adults have some degree of fatty liver disease. Researchers have found over the years that they just are unable to pin down the exact cause of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. There are several factors that it, it seems have to come into play. One is obesity. Uh, one is diabetes. Uh, there's some others I'll talk about in a minute. Um, the obesity, the diabetes, those two things obviously go hand in hand anyway. Uh, but a lot of those people do have some degree <clears throat> of fatty liver disease. So who gets fatty liver? Well, obviously, there's one in three people. It, can be just about anybody, but you have a greater chance of developing fatty liver if you're Hispanic or Asian, if you're past menopause, if you're obese and have a high level of belly fat, which I believe is redundant, but nonetheless, if you're obese, and then if you have uncontrolled high blood pressure, diabetes, or high cholesterol. And so those are the main things that alter your liver function and end up making you have this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. <clears throat> and interestingly, having sleep apnea uh, can also make you more prone to having fatty liver disease, even if you're not overweight, although the majority of people that have sleep apnea are like me, they're horribly overweight and their neck's huge and that's why they have sleep apnea. And those people have a variety of reasons to end up with fatty liver. So if you're overweight, you're obese, you're uncontrolled diabetic, you have a thing called metabolic syndrome. That's another group of people that get this. That's people with 
insulin resistance, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and high triglycerides sort of as a combination. And most of the people that have that are well aware of the fact that they need to be working on that kind of thing. And then there's some medications that can cause fatty liver. Luckily, these are not medicines that the majority of people uh, take for long periods of time. Uh, amiodarone is a medicine that people use for controlling atrial fibrillation. And most cardiologists that I know make a big deal out of trying to get you off of amiodarone as soon as possible for a variety of reasons. And this is one of them. And then tamoxifen, which is a medicine that people with breast cancer uh, sometimes will take for, I believe it's five years after their treatment to keep the breast cancer from coming back. And then people also who are on chronic use of steroids. These are all folks that might end up with fatty liver disease. And one of the problems with fatty liver is that early on and even into the late second stage, there just aren't any symptoms. Uh, people with fatty liver feel perfectly fine. But if you do develop symptoms, you might have abdominal pain or you might have a feeling of fullness, especially on the upper right side. I mentioned that's where the liver is. You could have nausea or decreased appetite or weight loss. Now, <clears throat> the, the weight loss comes from the nausea and the decreased appetite, obviously. Um, but that, that's because when the liver doesn't work right, you just nothing sits well on your stomach. You might become jaundiced. Now, if you become jaundiced, you need to go see your doctor immediately or go to the emergency room because that's a big deal. That means something's obstructed. Something's not allowing the bile to get out of the liver. It backs up, it gets in the blood. Uh, the bilirubin gets in the blood and makes your eyes yellow, your skin yellow, that kind of thing. You might have swelling in the abdomen or the legs. I mentioned that the liver creates protein. And if you don't have enough protein, then you'll spill fluid out of the vessels and into the tissues, and you'll have swelling in a wide variety of places, most predominantly in the feet and sometimes even in the abdomen. And you can even have mental confusion. Uh, that's not uncommon. The, the chemical and ammonia will build up in your blood when your liver doesn't work right, and it can cause severe mental confusion. It's very dangerous. So these are things that you might look at. And I, I think most people that have most of those symptoms are going to go see their doctor. But then you also have people who just keep wanting to ignore things and they keep wanting to say those five most dangerous words in the English language, which are maybe it will go away. I keep telling you all that. So you can't ignore this stuff. If you don't feel right, you need to tell somebody. The diagnosis of fatty liver is really not particularly difficult to to get to the idea that maybe that's what's going on. Um, and that's because when they do blood work, they'll check liver functions. We check them on just about everybody. We put a needle in around here. And if those liver functions are elevated, that means the liver's inflamed. It's spilling these enzymes from the liver into the blood and they go up. And it's, it's basically a sign of liver injury. So if you have that and it persists, then you might end up with an ultrasound or a CAT scan of the abdomen looking at your liver. You could even end up with a liver biopsy. Now, liver biopsy is not a horribly dangerous thing, but it's a big deal. It's a needle about six or eight inches long that goes directly through the skin and into your liver, and it's not comfortable, and it's not something you want to do. 
but it's something you may need to do if you do end up in this position and you certainly don't want to not do it because you need answers. Uh, and then there's a special ultrasound scan called a fibro scan that some of the gastroenterologists will use as an alternative to a liver biopsy. Uh, but usually that's to confirm there's a problem before they go and actually get the liver biopsy done to get a piece of tissue to look at it under a microscope and see what exactly is going on in your liver. Now, there's no medicine specifically for fatty liver disease. The treatment is really pointed at things that you've been doing that might be irritating liver and, of course, not doing those things going forward. So avoiding alcohol, losing weight, controlling your sugar and diabetics, your cholesterol, your triglycerides, these fats in the blood. <clears throat> and they could ask you to start taking vitamin E, which has been shown to help this some as well. Avoiding things like Tylenol and Aleve because those are in large part metabolized by the liver. And so you want to be careful that if you do have abnormal liver functions, you're not doing alcohol and Tylenol. Those are the main things people have easy access to that will make this worse. And it absolutely will make it worse. Now, it, it can be prevented in the same way that you can try to treat it, which is to eat a healthy diet, be a good weight, avoid excesses of alcohol and things like that. So a lot of this is, is just healthy living. But at the same time, if you do get fatty liver, you can easily get to a point where your liver will not recover back to a, quote, normal, end quote, even though you stop doing these things. Now, that doesn't mean the progression will continue, but it might be that your liver function's not going to be 100%. And honestly, your liver function doesn't have to be 100%. It's a remarkable organ. It can take great care of you if it's working at, I'm going to say, 80%. No, don't, don't anybody hold me to that number. But it can be not working perfectly, and you can still be fine for long periods of time, long years and decades. But you just want to be careful, and you want to be aware as much as anything of this if you do have this going on. Now, if you develop fatty liver, and you manage to stop doing the things that were aggravating it, control the sugar and cholesterol, triglycerides, stop drinking alcohol, don't be taking Tylenol, <clears throat> you lose weight, it's very possible that your liver can repair itself. Uh, the liver is remarkable at being able to repair itself, and it's the one organ in the body that will, to a degree, regenerate. So <clears throat> if you can control your own destiny with this, if you're aware of it early enough. So that's very important in my mind. And people ask me all the time, will fatty liver kill you? And the answer is fatty liver in and of itself will not, but should it progress to liver failure or liver cancer, certainly those things are very dangerous and can end your life. And people today, very regularly, I've got three patients right now that, have had liver transplants. You can't live without a liver, but you can live with someone else's. Um, and and I, it's, it's remarkable, really, how uh, people are able to do that. And uh, it, it's also remarkable if you ever know anybody that is in need of a liver transplant. If you see them the week before their surgery and you see them the day after their surgery, 
you will not recognize them because these people are just horrible color and and feel terrible and there's just no life to them whatsoever. And immediately after a liver transplant, the blood is starting to get cleansed again and things are working right. And I mean, it is immediate how quickly these people can improve and and how they look and it's it's and how they feel also. And it's really remarkable. Uh, the people that I've had that had liver transplants, I was uh, lucky enough to see them soon after the, they left the hospital and the difference was just, it was night and day. So the bottom line here is go get your physical, get that physical once a year. You will get this test done for your liver every single time you go for a physical. <clears throat> and if they tell you that you need to do certain things like controlling these things, pay attention. Don't just take a, a blind eye to this thing. You need to pay attention to what they're telling you because I can promise you, nobody's telling you this for their own good. They're telling you this for your good. And hopefully you will listen to them and you'll be able to keep this from being a problem in your life. And John, that's what I have on fatty liver disease. Yeah, this is one. You're really great at coming up with these topics of that I didn't know a lot about this, and um, but it's topics that the people that have this disease obviously know all about it, right? But there's others that they may need to look into it, and if they've got some Absolutely. of these, right? They've they've got some of these symptoms. Uh, maybe they need to. Uh, talk to their primary care doctor uh, at Village Medical about it, right? Sounds like a plan to me. I like that. <laughs> but, you know, we stress to people uh, here at Village Medical about getting your yearly exam. Now, we see most people more than once a year, but once in a while, there's somebody that doesn't take a long list of medications and they just don't have to come but once a year. But we we just, we hound them. There's really no better word for it. We hound them to get in here for their their physical, their wellness visit, whatever might apply. And we do this test every time. And it's important to do that over time because then you can track trends of what the liver functions are doing over time. You know, everything doesn't, doesn't happen just in that one year. You might find a trend that uh, if you didn't look at the entire trend, you wouldn't really think much of it. Yeah. But when you look at the trend, you think, well, if we give this another five years, this could be ugly. Let's look into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, folks, do your physicals. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, I mean, they are preventative, and uh, there's there's a reason why. And insurance covers them. If you want, if you're looking for something good that came out of Obamacare, the one thing, and I just thought of another one. <laughs> is that now insurance covers physical. The other one is that pre-existing conditions don't make it impossible for you to get care. Mm. But the fact that in, that physicals are now covered is, is huge. And you can come in here to the office and I'm pretty sure you can leave without spending any money and get all this stuff done and, and have a good idea of what your health situation's like. It's important to do, especially when you're getting as old as my producer, John Ray is. <laughs> 
who I think is about 10 years younger than mine. <laughs> well, I was about to say, folks, I, I, I could speak from personal experience that I get my physical every year from Village Medical, Dr. James Morrow, for free, but thanks to my insurance. So I am one of those people, and um, my wife makes sure that I show up. So Good for her. Yeah. So, so if you need a reminder on that, uh, you know, find that trusted uh, partner that will send you in when you need to go in, but, but, but seriously, please do it. Please do it. So John, for now, that's why, what I've gotten that's to your health. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is sponsored by Village Medical, making your primary care more caring. Village Medical is a new way to well. To learn more, go to villagemedical.com.